0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections.
1: Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. We're spending the day today talking about human trafficking and putting a stop to it. Today is Day for Freedom. It's a day where we highlight the people and organizations who are working hard to bring an end to human trafficking and one of those organizations is Defend Dignity. We're joined by Glendine Girard. She is the director of Defend Dignity, which is an organization that exists to end all forms of sexual exploitation in Canada. Defend Dignity, tell us what Defend Dignity is and what you guys do.
2: Well, Defend Dignity is a national organization that that works to end all forms of sexual exploitation in Canada. And we do that through a focus on three key areas, and that's awareness raising, education, uh, advocacy for law and policy reform at every level of government and also with uh, companies. And then finally, aid. We provide financial aid uh, to survivors of sexual exploitation.
0: You mentioned uh, companies. I think we're all familiar with, you know, equipping and educating parents and how to keep our kids safe and stuff. But what kind of work do you do with companies?
2: Yeah, great question. So uh, we have discovered that a number of companies, uh, sometimes uh, unwittingly, unknowingly, uh, have policies and practices in place whereby uh, sexually violent images are shared. And so we try to encourage these companies to uh, address that and and often to really just live up to their own community and ethical standards Uh, so some of the the victories that we've uh, won with with this is you know the wonderful restaurant of Boston Pizza they provide uh, public wi-fi but they did not have filters on their wi-fi and so through conversation and emails and a little bit of public pressure uh, that has changed, and uh, every Boston pizza restaurant in Canada now has uh, filters on their public Wi-Fi just to protect uh, families, children, while they're in those restaurants.
0: You would oh, think I'll... every company wants those on.
2: <laughs> you would think so, yeah, and, and that's why I say sometimes it just takes a little bit of push and awareness uh, to, to, to make that happen. And then another significant win, although we're still talking to them, is with the credit card companies of Visa and MasterCard where we said to them, hey, you better stop processing payments on pornography websites. And so again, after a great deal of pressure and also thanks to uh, Nicholas Kristof's article uh, in the New York Times on December 4th, highlighting some of that, uh, they did in fact stop processing payments for users. Uh, we're now saying to them, you need to do that on every single pornography website, not just on Pornhub, and also stop processing payments for the advertising uh, uh, arm of those websites.
1: How often is this happening and and why is it that, well, with the situation with Boston Pizza, they're unaware of this
2: situation? Uh, you know, I, I think increasingly people are becoming, companies are becoming more aware of that kind of thing, but... Uh, you know, hotel chains, for instance. So we've discovered uh, that there is a resort hotel chain uh, in Canada that still is offering uh, adult content videos in all of their resort hotel rooms. And it's it's billed as a family resort. And so we're pointing out to them, hey, why in the world uh, are you doing that? Because uh, we believe that uh, pornography is harmful and is particularly for children. Uh, so again, you know, it's it's just sort of uh, taking a look at companies and their practices out there and and really holding them to account uh, another uh, system that we discovered and the public is often extremely surprised about this is that many of our library systems across Canada do not filter their public computers, they, they will filter them in the in the child section of their libraries, uh, but often not where uh, adults can access computer terminals. And again, we're saying, hey, library, you're a public space. Uh, we really want you to, uh, to stop doing that.
0: Um, you, you mentioned Pornhub and Defend Dignity. You've been very active in um, yeah, bringing awareness about Pornhub uh, as a website and their operations. They are uh, based out of uh, Canada. And recently, a lot of headlines because they're in front of ethical uh, ethics committees and things like that. For some people, you know, they think like, well, pornography doesn't hurt anybody. They're all willing participants. Just tell us about the real dangers of websites like Pornhub.
2: Yes, well, all you have to do these days is tune in to the ethics committee hearings, which uh, we've been very uh, involved uh, in. And and also because of our work with victims, we're very much aware that uh, traffickers and exploiters—they uh, don't even have to be traffickers and exploiters. Sometimes it's just a jilted boyfriend who decides to upload uh, videos and pictures of uh, either victims or, as I say, jilted uh, boyfriends are doing this with with their exes. Um, and they're uploading without consent to these websites because they're tube sites, Pornhub and many other sites like them. Uh, and what, we're disco- what we've discovered is that Pornhub uh, does not verify uh, whether there is actual consent. And then the other huge issue, of course, is that child sexual abuse material has been uploaded. Uh, some of the tags and search terms uh, on these sites would indicate that uh that children are being exploited. So there's just lots of problems, both uh, with with these kinds of things that I've described that I would say uh, occur behind the screen, but we're also concerned, of course, about what goes on in front of the screen and the fact that with just a simple click, uh, children can access these kinds of images. And I don't think that anybody in Canada believes that a child should be exposed to the kinds of violent, sexual images that are found on these websites. So uh, I think we really, uh, as Canadians, need to pay attention to what's going on and uh, don't just take for granted that if you've got filters uh, on your systems at home that your children are protected. Uh, I always tell people that, uh, that it's just the, by virtue of the fact that we have cell phones in our pockets or our purses, then that really means we have access to pornography uh, everywhere we go. And so we, we need to talk about these harms and uh, some of the actually the criminal activity that's taking place on on these websites.
1: What about social media and the dangers that come along with that?
2: Yeah, likewise, uh, lots of issues there. In fact, we've been working uh, with Instagram uh, because, again, this is a common place for exploiters to find their victims, to lure them. And uh, there's all sorts of uh, practices and policies that Instagram needs to get much better at. Uh, in order to protect, especially children, on that website.
1: Now, not only do you um, draw awareness to all of these issues, you're also helping to aid survivors. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, we have a survivor support fund that is accessible twice a year to any uh, survivors of sexual exploitation in Canada. And uh, we ask that they apply through a church or through a service provider Uh, so that we can ensure that they're getting all the support they need beyond just finances. Uh, But we have given away significant amounts of money since we started this fund back in 2015. In fact, last year in 2020, uh, we gave away $60,000 to about uh, 35 different survivors from uh, literally coast to coast. And so that's thanks to wonderful donors that believe in what we're doing and we're just, yeah, so pleased that we can come alongside and, and help with everything from flights back to the city they were trafficked from, to tattoo removal, to uh, trauma counselling. And, you know, one of the most recent things that we've helped with is debt repayment. And uh, a, a common theme, a common practice of exploiters is to take out credit cards or phone cards in the names of their victims And then they are left with exorbitantly high amounts of debt that they have to pay off. Uh, So, yeah, we're happy that we can help with these kind of things, because, of course, if if you're if you have these high debt loads, you know, how do you get jobs? How do you how do you get on with your life? How do you get uh, your applications into colleges and and that kind of thing accepted? And so, of course, debt has to be taken care of.
0: You mentioned uh, aiding the survivors like you're doing. Do you, do you have stats on how many victims of uh, this kind of trafficking are out there in Canada? You know, that, that's a, it's a, it's a common question that, that gets asked, but
2: it's a difficult question to answer because uh, the numbers are high, but it, it often goes unreported. And that's why it's so challenging. I can tell you from where I live here in the Greater Toronto area, that uh, please tell us here, and I would suspect this is not uh, unusual uh, anywhere else in Canada, but certainly within the GTA, every single hotel, from uh, the inexpensive ones to the really expensive ones, would all have uh, trafficking victims uh, being sold in their hotels every single day, which is hard to get your head around uh, but it's it's a huge issue, very prevalent issue in our country
1: Why is it that still in 2021 that a lot of people kind of dig their head into the ground and think, well, this still, this isn't a problem here in Canada. This only happens global, you know, in other parts of the world. We're in 2021. We should know by now that it's happening in our own backyard.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think that awareness is increasing uh, from when, when I started in this work back in 2010. I would say from then until now that we have seen uh, much more awareness and understanding on the part of Canadians. But, you know, we have a long ways to go. Uh, I I would say pre-COVID, when I was out and about a bit more, I would say that I would have people, you know, respond to me at least once a week saying, "I can't believe this happens here. I thought this was just a, you know, something that happened in Eastern Europe or or Southeast Asia." Uh, but that is just an absolute myth. It happens here. It happens uh, not just to those that we would suggest would, would be vulnerable populations. It happens to your average middle-class girl. And I think especially with with access to cell phones and Internet, that that kind of exploitation is just made that much uh, that much easier. Uh, But that's why we so believe still that we need to be educated. And, uh, you know, we're doing this uh, Canadian Sexual Exploitation Summit in, in May. It was to have been a live summit in the city of Winnipeg. And sadly, of course, because of COVID, we've moved it virtual. Uh, But, you know, I can say that that I think one of the good things about moving this summit uh, to a virtual platform is just then the ease of access that we're going to have for people from literally around the world. And uh, we've already got about 250 people registered and uh, this is a few months away. So we expect that we're going to have really, really good numbers that will participate uh, in this summit where we'll talk about some of the very things that we're discussing here.
1: When it comes to uh, the commercial sexual exploitation, what is the biggest unknown to the general public when it comes to
2: this? Yeah, I think just that it's it's as common as it is. I think when people hear these statistics, you know that it's happening in every single hotel. uh, It's happening every single day. uh, I think people are just astounded. I I think that, that sometimes our... Our uh, Hollywood movies have not done us uh, a favor by, by making it seem as if it's, you know, like the movie Taken, that it's dramatic, that people are getting stolen out of their, their houses, uh, when in actuality, like I say, it's happening online, it's happening around us. You know, we've done events in high schools. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were in a a, new, a brand new high school in the city of Calgary. And we did a short little presentation to a group of about 200 uh, kids in grade 10. And immediately after that presentation, we had six girls come to us and say, you know what? I think this process of grooming is, is happening to me. I think that this so-called boyfriend I, I have is, you know, maybe he's actually trying to recruit me. Uh, so, you know, like I say, I, I, I think that's, that's the big piece that's surprising that people, uh, um, yeah, people just don't think it's really happening
0: here. Uh, for people listening that are caught up in trafficking right now, I imagine it's very difficult to get out of, but what are some steps that they could take to find that, that step to freedom?
2: Uh, well, I would say call the, Ca- the Canadian Human Trafficking Hotline if you are uh, in need of immediate assistance. That hotline that you could access anywhere in Canada will uh, will hook you up with services right in the city or town or rural area in which you live. So that would certainly be one way. Uh, I think reach out and talk to somebody that you can trust would certainly be uh, a second thing. Uh, don't be uh, afraid to do that. Um, there are uh, good people out there who are, are willing to help. Um, so yeah, just, just reach out. And, and for those of us that you know, aren't being exploited or trafficked, be on the lookout, uh, be, be uh, quick to respond to people that are showing some signs of things not being normal. Uh, one of the, the largest, hugest indicators of trafficking uh, for, for uh, children in particular, and that's the average age of when somebody starts this is as a child of 13. Uh, so the whole uh, thing around truancy, if kids are suddenly not uh, showing up at school you need to open up your eyes and uh, check into that. Why Why are he or she skipping school? Why are they not showing up? And uh, start doing some, some digging around that. Now, you
0: know, the, uh, pornography is such a difficult topic in Christian circles still, it feels like even the word just feels dirty, right? But the reality is people are using it uh, from all walks of life. And if you are using it, you may be unknowingly participating in human trafficking. How do people caught up in the use of pornography get help? Any advice there? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think, uh, again, just admit that you need help. And so uh, reach out to organizations like ourselves, uh, to uh, sexual addiction counselors, start having conversations around that. But, you know, uh, the use of it and, uh, the addiction of it exists in secrecy. And so I think that's the very first thing that you can do is just reach out to somebody that you trust and say, hey, I'm having an issue with this. And uh, in fact, you, you may very well need some counselling and uh, that would be fantastic. There's lots of uh, addiction counsellors across Canada. Again, we've got uh, lots of contacts and lists in those areas and we'd be happy to help with that. Um, But the first step is just going to be to say, hey, I I need to talk to somebody. Um, There are some online programs as well that you can access. There's one called Fortify uh, that provides uh, help to those that are struggling with this. Uh, So, yeah, don't stay stuck. Uh, There's good help out there.
1: How can people learn about Defend Dignity and about the summit that's coming up in May?
2: Well, our website is defenddignity.ca, and from there you can actually link to our summit website, but the summit website is just sexualexploitationsummit.ca, and uh, you'll find all the details there. Just uh, another plug for the summit is, is that it is free. It's virtual. It's free. If you want lifetime access, you can upgrade for a small cost. Uh, to, to those sessions, but you know, we're really excited about this. We're, the, the, the tagline for the summit is disrupt demand, and so we, we believe that we're bringing a bit of a unique focus to this summit on, on sexual exploitation and human trafficking by maintaining that uh, sort of focus uh, lens. Uh, but we've got all sorts of uh, wonderful speakers internationally, a number from the US, from the UK, from Austria, and then of course here in Canada, We've got over 50 speakers, and uh, so yeah, I would just love to have people attend. Uh, you don't have to be a service provider; uh, you can just come and uh, learn about this if, if there's if you really want to understand
0: what's what's going on. Is there anything else you want people to know about defend dignity?
2: I I think we've covered a lot of territory here, but check out our <laughs> website and uh, yeah, we would uh, we'd love to chat with you if you'd like to learn more.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: And thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'll talk to you again on Connections.